Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on this daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is the number one daily podcast network in America. Thanks again for joining me on this Thursday edition of the show. A lot to cover on today's show. An interesting comment from a former Cougar who's playing professionally now that we need to get into here in this first segment. Uh, we'll discuss if his comment has merit or if it's something that he just said flippantly that needs to be shot down. We'll talk about that here in this first segment. Second segment of the show will preview tonight's basketball game for the men's team at Pepperdine. And of course, in the final segment, we'll catch up on everything else we haven't touched on with quick hits like we normally do. Thanks again for joining me. Like I said, if you do have a smart speaker, you got the Alexa or Google Home Mini, whatever you got, all you have to do to play this podcast is tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have this podcast right there for you. It's really easy. Only requires the sound of your own voice. No uh, having to tap a button or anything like that. You'll have this podcast, which is available daily on the Locked On Podcast. Podcast Network. All right, with that said, uh, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Roman. We'll tell you about them here in a little bit. And let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for January 17th, 2019. Alright guys, I had a comment I saw on the internet earlier today as I was preparing for the podcast. I had a plan to talk some other things, but when this comment popped up in a uh, article done for the Salt Lake Stallions by Sh- by Chantel Bouchai. She's the team reporter for the new team here in Salt Lake City for the Alliance of American Football. I think it's going to be an exciting team, and there are a number of local connections. She wrote about the five former Cougars currently on the roster for the Stallions. was kind of the premise of this, them kind of rekindling their friendship and uh, just their, their association with one another being former BYU Cougars. But in the uh, in the column, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, put the show in the show note, you'll have a link to this story. So you can read the comment, but let me read this here. This is from Stallion Safety Micah Hanneman, of course, a standout for BYU, a guy that was uh, signed as an undrafted free agent by the Cleveland Browns, also picked up for a time by the Los Angeles Chargers, now suiting up with the Salt Lake Stallions, looking to kind of reinvigorate his chances at the NFL, hopefully with a good showing in the upcoming season in the AAF. But he had a comment here that said, quote, BYU is not a very big school for guys who want to play professional so it's cool that we are all on this team together speaking the other four former Cougars on the Stallions with him and it will be fun for all of us to play in Utah hopefully we get a lot of BYU fans in the stadium they're going to play their home games at Rice-Eccles Stadium but that first part of the comment BYU is not a very big school for guys who want to play professional Yes, I can hear multiple multiple people screaming, what about all the guys that went through the 1980s and 1990s and even the 1970s? I get it, but you think about it, in his uh, frame of reference for Micah Hanneman, he can't be more than, I believe, 25, because I believe he served a uh, mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. His point of reference on what's going on with the um, with BYU and professional prospects are, that, yeah, it is tougher for BYU, because if you really think about it, since the mid-2000s up till now, BYU has had relatively low numbers of guys drafted and have opportunities to play in the NFL. 
NFL. You have to be an extremely uh, great athlete or have to have an outstanding career, seemingly, if you come out of BYU now to make it in the NFL. Uh, Part of that can be attributed back to Bronco Mendenhall, and I don't think he was trying to subvert uh, the NFL by telling guys that the NFL lifestyle is not for them, etc., but he was very open about that. He said the NFL lifestyle is not um, an ideal one. He's a guy who played football at a high level. I believe he even had opportunities to um, have that cup of coffee, as they say, in the NFL. So he was speaking from experience uh, to a degree. But uh, And I know that BYU fans are very upset about that. There was rumors floating around that he actively kind of just told NFL um, scouts uh, to not look at guys or he was uh, way too frank and honest about guys' shortcomings in terms of football players on his team that they may be evaluating. And I think it caused some consternation. And I do believe that it had an impact on how NFL scouts and NFL teams uh, perceive BYU. It also doesn't help that BYU hasn't had outstanding in terms of season, outstanding seasons in terms of overall record and production, etc. over the last number of years as well. Uh, you can think back to guys that are in the NFL right now for BYU. We're speaking of guys like Kyle Van Noy was an outstanding player in a BYU uniform. And of course, you're going to probably scream at me listening to this podcast, well, what about Daniel Sorensen? He made good on it. He's an undrafted free agent. I thought Daniel Sorensen should have been a drafted prospect. I, I felt like he was a, a casualty of Bronco Mendenhall's uh, kind of his methods when it came to the NFL scouts. I felt like Daniel Sorensen was overlooked and had to take the long, hard route as an undrafted free agent, really prove himself uh, as a result of that. So this is an interesting comment to hear from Micah Hanneman that, quote, BYU is not a very big school for guys who want to play professional. I don't know if Micah has um, some thoughts that BYU may have cut short his opportunities in the NFL, but he is playing professionally, and the guys are going to be playing in the Alliance of American Football this year. They're not making big money. The base salaries this year for every player, doesn't matter if you're a quarterback or a kicker, is $150,000. And to the normal person, myself included, one hundred fifty grand sounds awesome. I work in radio. Radio traditionally does not pay super, super well, so one hundred fifty grand would be great for me. But if you really look at it in comparison to guys who spend time in the NFL for any length of time and maybe get a second contract, it's almost it's pennies to dollars in terms of the ratio for some of these guys. And it was just interesting to hear Micah Hanneman say that BYU is not a very big school for guys who want to play professional. In my opinion, BYU, yes, it has been a, a, a little bit of a wasteland, not a wasteland. It's just been a little more barren in terms of the cupboards uh, for professional prospects in recent years. And like I said, part of that probably goes back to the way that Bronco Mendenhall perceived the NFL lifestyle and how it related to guys who were of a LDS or, or a Mormon background and how he how he felt about the league. But I. I think that guys like Fred Warner, Kyle Van Noy, uh, Ziggy Ansaw, I think some of these guys who are playing well that are former Cougars, Jamal Williams, Taysom Hill, of course, is the talk of the NFL. They're, his his punt, um, the fake punt that he converted to kind of jolt the New Orleans Saints is still a talking point almost a week later. I saw a tweet on it this morning analyzing how that play turned it around and using it as a, as a talking point for how players can't take a play off. 
just incredible. So I think as guys continue to play well in the NFL, it's going to cause scouts to take a second look at BYU. I can tell you for a fact in the... I've been covering BYU. I've been down at practices for almost a decade at this point. No, actually, we're 2019, 2009, probably coming up on a decade or so, but nine years. In the nine years I've been down at BYU practices as a media member, I have not seen more NFL scouts at BYU than I have seen during the tenure of Kalani Satake over the last three years. Kalani Satake is a guy that wants his players to have the best opportunity to do whatever they want to do in life, but be successful at. If it's pro prospects, he embraces bringing NFL scouts in. and They're they're able to access every part of BYU's program. They can go out to practices. They can um, see the film, etc. They're, they're given carte blanche access to see everything going on with the program and these athletes that are at BYU. So I do think that um, Hanneman's comments in relation to where he kind of perceives things are accurate because he looks at it and says, yeah, there hasn't been a ton of guys that have come out of BYU and played pro. He wants to make it professionally. That's why he's signed up with the Salt Lake Stallions, and I I wish him the best of luck. But I do believe that BYU, in my opinion, this is just Jay Catch, your host here on this podcast speaking, I think BYU is going to see a few more guys getting looks at the NFL going forward. Uh, Sione Takitaki has shown extremely well this week at the showcase events he's he's been participating in. Um, I saw Daniel Jeremiah um, said he has the best draft name in the in, in the draft this year, of course, Takitaki. Uh, and it, I think that guys like Corbin Kafusi, if he's able to get healthy and show what he can do at Pro Day, and Sione Takitaki can do some things. Austin Hoyt moving on from the NFL like we talked about yesterday is a lost opportunity because he was scheduled to participate in the Shrine game in front of NFL scouts. But every guy who gets an opportunity, even a Dylan Colley, who I think is going to give it a run, he's been working out with his brother-in-law Jordan Pendleton uh, getting ready for pro day. Any guy from BYU who can show well here and as BYU hopefully continues to increase their talent base, through recruiting, etc. I think you're going to start seeing a little more of an upswing of guys who get chances to play professionally. It doesn't hurt to have leagues like the Alliance of American Football and the XFL, Vince McMahon's baby, that's supposed to be coming along next year out there as well to let these guys kind of showcase their skills for NFL teams and hopefully get picked up. I like what the Alliance of American Football's goal is. It's not going to preclude guys from making it to the NFL. In fact, it has outs in their contracts that allow them to go play professionally if they have that opportunity go play in the NFL they're already playing professionally go play in the NFL has an out in their contract if they're picked up I think it's a great move by the AAF to give these guys an opportunity but I also can't downplay what Hanneman says here because his point of reference and this is a quote in a, in a column so I'd have to get more of the context of what he said but taking it at face value if you look at it based on what Micah Hanneman grew up watching in terms of BYU football and he's from a BYU family he's had brothers that have played at Southern Utah and BYU those are the two choices seemingly for the Hanneman family there at Lone Peak his younger brother Ammon Hanneman is supposed to be back off a mission and joining BYU here in the near future and I I, I feel like he's just looking back at his uh, association with BYU from his years as a BYU fan and also playing there and the number of guys in relation to how many players are on a football team at the collegiate level versus how many get opportunities out of BYU to go play professionally and I think that kind of set up the frame of reference for him so uh, I feel like 
like, like I said, but just to finish this up here, I feel like Micah Hanneman was right in what he was saying because he's using his point of reference on it. He's played for BYU. He's had opportunities in the pros, and he's speaking to what he understands. Now, will we see an uptick in it over the next couple of years? Here's hoping. We want to see more BYU guys representing in the NFL. Uh, there are going to be a number of guys in the conference championship games this weekend in the NFC. Taysom Hill playing for the New Orleans Saints. You got Daniel Sorensen for the Kansas City Chiefs going up against Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots. Of course, Andy Reid, a BYU alum, the head coach of the Chiefs. So there's an opportunity for these guys to really make an impact. And I think the more impacts they make, the more outstanding plays they make. It causes NFL scouts, I think, to sit up a little straighter and say, okay, we need to take a little closer look at BYU athletes. All right, I'll step off my soapbox. I just thought that was an interesting conversation that I wanted to start today's podcast with. All right, we will be back on the other side previewing Pepperdine and BYU and men's hoops. So stay tuned for that right here on Locked on Cougars. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with the news, notes, and insider information you can only find here. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Jay Catch. BYU men's basketball is on the road tonight, 9 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPNU, facing off against the Pepperdine Waves. And every year, I'm not going to lie, this is just me uh, when growing up and just through my time covering BYU, I always kind of look at the conference schedule for BYU. Whenever I see the name Pepperdine, I say, oh yeah, BYU should handle them. Now, you look at the records recently, BYU had lost four straight to Pepperdine down there in Malibu, uh, had to gut out an overtime win a year ago to snap that four-game losing streak to a 4-22 and team at the time a year ago with a lame duck coach in the waves. I don't know what it is, but Malibu has been just a tough place for BYU to get results. Uh, they'll be looking to... I guess officially exercise the demons that have affected BYU there at Firestone Fieldhouse uh, tonight when they face off against Pepperdine. Lorenzo Romar, the former Washington coach, is now the head coach there at Pepperdine, and uh, they've been a good home team this year. Pepperdine has been there six and two, if I'm not mistaken, at home this year. Been awful on the road. They're nine and nine overall, two and two in West Coast Conference play, and this is another game. I feel like the uh, Pepperdine game is a game that BYU you can ill afford to overlook and I'm pretty sure that BYU at this point uh, the coaching staff has probably made it very clear to this team that they are not allowed to overlook anybody because they're walking such a fine line in terms of their chances potentially to uh, stay alive in the WCC race keep keep themselves alive for one of the top seeds when it comes to the conference tournament also potential for a postseason berth most likely not going to be the NCAA barring a miracle 
but uh, they got to keep every hope they have alive and they cannot afford to have any slip ups. But like I said, Firestone Fieldhouse, the Malibu trip for BYU. I don't know if it's the weather, the waves, and there are Pepperdine is nicknamed the waves. I get that, but I don't know what it is about Malibu that just gets BYU off their game. And Dave Rose was very um, was very upfront about it. He kind of explained, "Hey, this is kind of how we handle things." We talked to him the other day during his media availability, and I believe it was Darnell Dixon that asked the question about um, how do you guys go about handling uh, the the playing on the road if you, if things aren't going well like in terms of BYU their record this year I believe one and six in true road games uh, sorry by two and six at this point now in true road games but they they need to figure it out and uh, Darnell Dixon asked the question if I'm mistaken I apologize to whoever did ask it but Dave Rose here was his response in terms of um, mixing things up on the road when you're not getting the results you, you you're used to getting on the road. We try. We try everything. We try everything. You know, I've always been a real, you know, consistent. You know, this is what we do. This is what you can count on. This is what you can expect. In the last couple of years, it, it, it seems like when uh, you know things aren't as good as we want them to be, we'll try something else. And um, you know, I, I I really believe that that this that this group of guys can we, we can find ourselves and we can find success on the road if. Um, it, it, it it's just one of those things where you, you got to find it and then and then believe in it and then do it and we, we probably have to do it first and then believe in it and uh, and then execute from there. But um, it's going to be tough. The, 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 these, if you look at the home records of the teams in our league, they're all really good. At least the two that we're going to play right now are really good, and we'll deal with the other ones later. There you go, Dave Rose, and he said, yeah, you mix it up. We're just trying to get things going. He said you kind of get into a routine of things, but if you're not getting the results you're used to or what you're looking for, You've got to mix it up. Uh, tonight, Pepperdine, they feature Colby Ross, a six foot one guard. He leads the Pepperdine Waves in scoring with 19 points a game, plays almost 35 minutes of each game, shoots 37% from three, 44.5% from the field. Um, he leads six players that averaged, uh, sorry, five players who averaged double digits and one just under double digits. Uh, Cameron Edwards averaging 16.1 points per game. And then Eric Cooper, uh, Kessler Edwards, Darnell Dunn and J.D. Smith all averaging right around 10 points a game. So Lorenzo Romar uh, and Dave Rose talked about this. He, he gave credit to what uh, what Romar did in terms of retaining most of the talent off of that Pepperdine team from a year ago. A lot of times when you see teams like that with a lame duck coach, uh, you have a lot of guys transfer. But for the most part, Pepperdine stayed intact and they're they're kind of they're they're improving. They had a really awful season a year ago. The bottom fell out on them, and them sitting at nine and nine now, fifth in the West Coast Conference, entering tonight's game with that two and two conference record. They're a better team than they were a year ago, and BYU needed overtime, like I mentioned, to escape with a win and snap a four-game losing streak last year. So here's hoping that BYU can avoid um, any slip-ups in tonight's game, but we'll see what happens. Um, One other comment I wanted to play from Dave Rose is he was talking about, uh, well, the question was asked of him, 
what do you guys need? Who who do you think can step up? Do you guys need to find that third scorer? And if, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, and those of you that are new, welcome on in. But I've talked about on this podcast the need for BYU to find a consistent third option in the in, on their basketball team. Yoli Childs has been awesome all year long. He's going to be an all league guy, probably going to go pro after this season. TJ Hawes averaging almost twenty points a game seemingly every night, but they need one more guy who can kind of help shoulder that scoring load. And I felt like at one point that it could be a guy like Jasheer Hardnett, but he is now out with a hand injury and BYU doesn't expect him to be available in tonight's game, potentially on Saturday, if the news from the from a hand specialist that he was supposed to see earlier this week went well. And I'm sure we'll get word on that later today or maybe tomorrow. But the need for that third scorer, and here's what Dave Rhodes had to say when Jay Drew asked him that question. Well, I, I think that... Uh... You know, there's there's guys that feel a lot of pressure on the team to be that guy, and I just hope that consistently we can find one that can consistently contribute and help us. Um, it, uh, you know, I I believe that a lot of um, you know what Yoli and 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 Luke, I mean what Yoli and and TJ are doing as far as their consistent offensive nights. Uh, can really free up another two, maybe three guys, if we can find that, that could really help us. As far as concern, I would say yes. As far as Ryland Bergerson, has he just earned a lot more minutes lately? And yeah, Ryan, yeah, both. It's, it's come from, uh, um, and I think I told you after one of the games, maybe it was the St. Mary's game, when I just felt like we just kept you know, trying this guy and trying this guy and trying this guy. I just think that. As a coaching staff, we need to make a decision and kind of give it a week or two or three and see how the guys can respond over a, a long period of time. Um, and, you know, I, I believe in these guys. And I, I think that, you know, that we find, um, you know, two or three guys that get consistent minutes and can give us consistent, uh, you know, play. I think that will really improve our team. All right, there you go. Uh, one final comment from Dave Rose before we go is a question that I asked, and I did ask him. I started off this segment talking about the fact that BYU has struggled traditionally in Pepperdine. You'll hear him acknowledge, hey, we finally got a win last year. But he had some interesting thoughts on playing at Pepperdine as a whole, um, why it's been why it's been a tough place traditionally for BYU to play in WCC play. So here's Dave Rose on facing the Pepperdine Waves in Malibu. Well, we don't shoot the ball very well in there. I mean, that's uh, that's one, one consistent thing. And, and uh, you know, I, I hope that, uh, you know, that things can change. Last year we got a big win in there, so this group of guys should have confidence going in there and winning. And uh, But it's, it's a grind for us, and, and hopefully um, – you know, guys will be on top of things. I, I think the confidence from this weekend should help, I hope. What are the differences with them under Coach Roman? Um, well, just, you know, straight from um, a strength of team, same personnel. But I think this is more of an offensive team. Marty's teams were always built from that defensive end. And, uh, you know, they played in the 60s. Lorenzo's playing in the 80s. He's got six guys that average double figures, basically, with the six-guy average of 9.7. So it's uh, that's probably your biggest difference. But this group has a real solid base to their defensive game. And, 
they do things a little differently front to post, which should give us some opportunities for some high lows, some over the top, some yo ceiling. Um, what they do offensively is really good. I mean, and it's really diverse. You you can't. You're gonna have. We're gonna have to you know rotate and change because they call for ball screens from different guys, and so we'll have instead of just having our bigs in ball screens, we'll have you know our wings uh, a lot of times because Colby Ross just calls. Uh, the guy that he wants to come up, depending on who's defending him, and goes from there. So it's it's pretty diverse. It's pretty spread out. And then he has a lot of guys individually who are really talented offensive players. All right, there you go, Dave Rose, and appreciate um, our opportunity to speak with him each week. I love some of his comments, and he was very good this week. He was very upfront about things, uh, explaining things to reporters about different players, what he wants to see from that third third score, if they're able to identify who it is, if somebody's able to step up. And it's going to be important for BYU, like I said, to take just take care of business, plain and simple. Go out there, win the game, because because we've talked about it. Malibu has just been a tough place for the Cougars to play. All right, we will step aside here. We'll come back, uh, talk a little bit more about the women's basketball game tonight and, of course, all the other headlines in BYU sports with quick hits. Before we do that, though, do want to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at Roman. Guys, let's be real. We're terrible at taking care of our health, uh, regardless of what it is. You're doing some yard work. You tweak your back. You're out playing on the golf course. You happen to pull a muscle it, it, we're just awful about going and getting things checked out, regardless of what it is. I'm the worst at it. My wife can attest to that. I, I refuse to go see doctors. I just don't like hospitals, plain and simple. But the fact of the matter is we do need help at some times, and the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman has created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for it. It's a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, there's no awkward face-to-face conversations with your doctor or that uncomfortable trip to the pharmacy to pick up your meds. You handle everything online Go to GetRoman.com slash locked. You fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with the doctor online, and then you get approved and get your FDA-approved meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, check it out. Go online and get checked out by that doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem guys don't have to tackle alone, but with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. For that free online visit, once again, go to GetRoman.com slash locked. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free online visit. Once again, guys, get Roman. Roman.com slash locked. You are Locked On Cougars. We are your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host. As we close out this Thursday edition of the show, I did want to talk a little bit about the women's basketball team for BYU. Of course, 14-3 on the season, 6-0 West Coast Conference play. They have a big-time showdown tonight at the Marriott Center when they host number 13, Gonzaga, who is 16-1 and 5-0 in West Coast Conference play at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Like I said, it'll be at the Marriott Center, televised live on 
BYU TV. Also stream it at BYUtv.org. This is going to be a big-time showdown. If BYU wins this game, I think very quickly you could start seeing the Cougars start getting some national attention in terms of a national ranking. I think by all accounts, BYU women's basketball has surprised all comers in terms of observers from the outside thinking BYU might be in for a down year this year. But best of luck to Jeff Judkins and his team. It'll be a tough uh, test tonight uh, taking on Gonzaga because let's let's be real Gonzaga now in women's basketball that school owns the West Coast Conference they've got two nationally ranked teams top 10 on the men's side a top 15 team here on the women's side and their only loss for the women's side is a defeat by Notre Dame who is one of the elite programs in women's basketball so uh, best of luck to Jeff Judkins team hopefully they come out with a win and really start making some noise nationally with that one other thing before we go today is I did want to let you guys know that the registration for BYU sports camps to be held this spring and summer, they open up uh, today. At, uh, so it already opened up this morning, excuse me, at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. There are 80 different camps or clinics that are offered for ages 5 to 18. They go anywhere from 1 to 4 days, and on-campus housing is often available for some of those longer things. And the the chance for your youngsters to go out and enjoy the association with BYU coaches, uh, athletes, etc., you can't be replaced. I, I spent time at the BYU golf camp as a youngster. I went to the BYU football camp one year, I believe. Uh, I probably should remember that, but I don't remember exactly. If I did go to the BYU one, it might have been one that was loosely associated with the Cougars, but I can tell you from experience these sports camps are awesome. It's an opportunity to, to hone your skills. If you have youngsters that have dreams of playing for BYU, there's no better opportunity than to go to these camps and perform in front of the BYU coaches who might be recruiting them down down the road. It's an easy way to get noticed by showing up to these. And these include the football camps, volleyball, softball, baseball, basketball. All of them are all available. You can go to BYUcougars.com to view the camp information for each of those 80 camps or clinics and also register for them. So I want to encourage you guys, if you have any um, plans for this summer, you want your kids out of the house for a few days, this is a good opportunity to do that. So check it out. Go to BYUcougars.com. It's right there on the homepage. All right, that is today's show. Thanks again for joining us. A reminder, if you do have a smart speaker, you can listen to Locked On Cougars. All you have to do is say, hey, play podcast Locked On Cougars. It requires your voice and nothing more, and you'll have the latest and greatest in BYU news with this podcast right there for you. Thanks again for joining me on this Thursday edition of the show, January 17th, 2019. Back tomorrow, recapping a BYU game at Pepperdine. Here's hoping for a win for the Cougars. Also getting you ready for another road game for the men's team and a full weekend for BYU sports across the board. We'll preview all of that for you tomorrow as well as get some thoughts on the BYU offensive line positions we're doing these position previews uh, with the offensive line I'm not going to do the full offensive line I think we'll focus on one portion of them, maybe the tackles guards or even center We'll pick one and talk about it on tomorrow's show. So stay tuned for that. Thanks again for your responses on the quarterback thing. It was great to hear from you guys. You can do that by going to Locked On Cougars on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. Emails also always welcome at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com if you so desire to communicate with me that way. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Locked On Cougars for January 17th, 2019.